Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. Today's episode is brought to you by the Awesomeness Academy Podcast Club. You may have heard it's an exclusive community for listeners of this podcast who are ready to put be fucking happy at the top of their to-do list. It's free to join. And as a member, you get access to some behind the scenes footage, maybe some bloopers and discounts and uh, the chance to win some awesome gifts every month. So check out the link in the show notes. And if you're not already a member, join today. <sighs> Alrighty, let's meet my fabulous guest, Roxanne Janus. So Roxanne and I have been friends for a while now, and this is episode number two for you, Roxanne. Um, the first episode was recorded almost a year to the day of this recording, which is kind of exciting. And I'm really looking forward to chatting about what the hell has happened in the past year um, with you specifically, because I think globally we are pretty familiar with what happened in 2020. So, um, but I'm really, really excited to hear about um, your energy shifts alongside of the universal ones that the world has been uh, undergoing, I suppose. So for those of you that don't know, Roxanne helps to empower those who want to create more magic in their lives without spending more time through mindfulness and human design-based coaching so they can live life with more flow, ease, and connection. Fucking yes, please. <sighs> okay, so here's the thing. You're one of my close people, like, you know, when I have this little when I pull in the people that I need really close to me, that when I'm going through some shit, you are definitely one of my people. And um, I have had the luxury of being on the other end of one of your human design moments. And I am so, so grateful. And I think everybody, if you're listening to this, I mean, don't stop listening. Wait till the episode is done. But soon as it's done, you need to check out the work that Roxanne does because it is fucking fantastic. It was it it changed my experience of my life, which in 2020 there was enough of that going on, but it really gave me the opportunity to fine tune, to hone in, and to calm the fuck down. So, um, yeah, I'm. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about all the things, and and I want to do it in a nice, relaxing, calm Roxanne way. Good luck, Dion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very excited, you know, when people resonate with human design, because I'm like, oh, this is the answer. You know, we're always searching. Uh, well, not we, like we, but some people in this space, probably all the people in your space are just searching <laughs> like, oh, what is the reason why we're here? What is what is life? Why am I who I am? And why don't people get me sometimes? So like when people resonate, I'm like, this is it. This is the answer. Like it feels to me like so it just spits a bunch of truth like to me. And it's like, oh yeah. You know what yeah. for me, because I, um, although I'm very familiar with the 
what is my purpose question. Mm -hmm. I don't like mm -hmm. to live there because I, I'm not a big picture thinker. I'm more of a doer. So mm -hmm. I was constantly, I am, I am this, I haven't stopped doing, I'm, I constantly <laughs> am doing. And what really, um, so the question that came up for me is like, fuck, when is enough enough? And how much do these people, and I, there is no person, by the way, this, and it was just like the, the ethereal <laughs> outside of me, what is, yeah. what is it that everybody wants? And you know, mm -hmm. is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Is this like, <laughs> and mm -hmm. you know me, I'd like to take everything to the nth degree. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do 17 things in relation to it that you don't even know about. Like it's, mm -hmm. it was a lot. And when I, ch after I chatted with you and it was like an hour and a half, I felt so much more at ease with my own process. And it's not that I do less, but I feel a lot more aligned in my actions, which you know, for those of us who are enjoy being busy, I do enjoy the doing. Um, it gave there, it gave more purpose that was already there. The, perp the, the it was just a matter of me shifting perspective and um, allowing. And allowing has become um, a really big theme for me. You know, you didn't do anything extremely massive, but really just this opportunity for your. Um, magic and your wisdom to sort of shine a light on, on who I am and, and kind of how I do things. It was, please, it was fucking awesome. Anyway. Yeah. And of course, you know, like it's, you would have like, for, by you resonating, it's because you're like, yeah, that is who I am. So it's not like it's this, um, it is a very complicated system, but yeah. <laughs> it's basically giving you permission to be yourself. Like, and it's basically just saying like, listen, listen, you're meant to be this way and how you innately feel and how you really secretly want to show up to the world where you feel like maybe that's a selfish way or it is incorrect or you feel wrong for wanting to show up a certain way. <laughs> it's like, actually, that's your gift. Like, actually, you need to do that. Otherwise, you're creating so many hurdles and so much like yeah gunk to get through to the other to your desires right it also helps to understand others so like I understand that you have an incredible gift at seeing uh you know more efficiencies for other people and really seeing things in other people that may, they may not see for themselves and so for me when you speak it's like mm, yeah I better listen so it's <laughs> It's important, uh, I feel like, in relationships too. Like it's just, it's just been such a cool, fun experiment for me, and to see other people using it and following it too. Well, it, it, I feel like I'm a personality test junkie. That, and I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah. like just yeah. tell me what I am. Like from the uh -huh. I'm a Leo and this is my life, all the way to the deepest, most like elaborate assessments that one could do that I generally did when I was employed um, and took advantage of all those opportunities just to be like, who, like how, like what, you know, and to try to figure this out. And when we better understand ourselves, we are much better at communicating effectively with other people because that level of awareness of our own self and, and knowing that we've done that work to uncover those pieces, it really puts a lens of curiosity on conversations and when so when we connect with someone else we go okay well I do it that way I wonder how they do it and so I was very excited to um, have a human design reading for both my kids 
um, because I wanted to be able to be the most present for them. And I mean, we haven't done Dave's yet, but that that's coming. I just know that when you are trying to um, engage in a conversation with someone, and most conversations involve like, a, this is my opinion, that's your opinion, let's find somewhere in the middle, um, that awareness of self, it, it lends itself to a lot more compassion and a more opportunities to actively listen um, where maybe in the past, me in particular, and perhaps anybody who's listening, you may have gone through this where you're like, just wait for your turn to talk. Um, and so now I'm, I feel just a lot more prepared to move into conversations with a lot more openness and readiness. And I truly believe that miscommunication, which um, is most communication, is the root of all evil. Right, so this idea of my perception of this of the conversation of the situation of the experience is somehow right or better than yours, and so I'm going to overlay my perception on whatever you're saying, and then try to filter your meaning through my meaning. If nobody that I'm not a mind reader, I actually can't fucking do that as much as I try, and um, and this is really along with some other tools that I have, but it's really helped to give me that moment of, okay, like, let's shift perspective. What we're, let's get curious about where you're coming from. Let me actually ask you a question about what you might be thinking or the meaning you're giving something um, before I do my thing. And um, I think a lot of us busy women get very caught up in the pattern of getting shit done. And that includes running through conversations and running past people as we do them and just trying to get to the end because we have so many other things to do. And um, again, this, this tool gave me some pause, some time, some space. Please, fucking awesome, like I said. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. And like, I, you know, talking about your children, I feel like it is so beneficial to understand our kids and because we, you know, at, like when you learn about yourself and human design um, or remember yourself, it's <laughs> like, uh, you're like, dang it, like all through my childhood, for no fault of your parents or whoever raised you, you've been conditioned. And even now in society, like we're conditioned to be like a homogenous society. So if we have this awareness for our children, whoa, could you imagine how powerful they could be you know growing up where they're supported for who they really are and how they're meant to really show up in the world you know and of course we're not going to get it perfect and I feel like we potentially have to kind of you know fuck them up a little bit <laughs> give them something to work on well or I think it's more like we need to just be comfortable with the fact that we are going to still like it, totally right it's yeah and I feel like that's part of the plan as well right like but at least having this awareness can be like, uh, you know, just an advocate for our kids. And I have my oldest son, he's 19. And I, I realized I conditioned the hell out of him mm -hmm. because he is not the same as me. And that's, I feel like where it comes from, right? Like, it's like, you're not the same as me and I, it works for me. So you're not doing it the way I'm doing it. So you must be wrong. Whereas I realize, holy shit, <laughs> like he, 
actually was meant to operate in this way. And actually, and one of your daughters is the same energy type. So I was so happy to be able to share some of that with you so that, um, you know, you have some time, <laughs> right? And, you know, with him, like he is actually feeling seen and heard now. And I can support him in that deconditioning process anyway. And he's actually resonating, which is like, Ooh, so exciting, you know? So yeah, I love the idea of having it um, to support our kids too. And, and just in relationships in general. Absolutely. I think that's a really valid, the one piece that you said, it's all fantastic, but the one piece that you said um, that really was like, yes, is if you're not like me, then I need to make you like me because how, how I was is how, you know, that's what's best for you. And I think about that, my husband, this is kind of random, but we were talking today and he was getting some cereal out. He's like, the cereal's fucking been in here for three years. Like, what is going on? And I'm like, our kids aren't cereal eaters. I grew up a cereal kid. Like, oh my God, like cereal was my life. And, and, and he was like, yeah, cereal's the best. We need to make them into cereal kids. And I thought, do we? Do we really? <laughs> like, like is, is cereal better than my Lucy's been eating a peanut butter and jam sandwich for breakfast for about, I think three years now. Um, I'm like, it, is that somehow, is that wrong? Cause it's not, but no. my first and impression is like human design. <laughs> right. And, and I'm like, so I, I should be concerned that they don't eat cereal. No, <laughs> if anything, most people are like, get them off the cereal. Captain crunch is bad. Captain crunch is great. Just yeah. a point of reference. But, um, but that was one of those moments where I'm like, huh, weird I guess you don't have to be like me fuck okay got right I know <laughs> my husband actually mentioned he's like he because we don't have cable um we'll we'll watch Netflix and uh just other like maybe YouTube or something but with Netflix you don't have commercials and he's like it's so sad you know, our son's not going to have that same experience. Cause yeah, it is fun and nostalgic when we were kids, but it's like, is it, is it sad that he's not being exposed to consumerism? That's sad. Is that, <laughs> I is know that like he'll never know the trials and tribulations of having to go get your snack and go pee between commercials of the girls. <laughs> like he'll yeah. not know having to have wait a week to see what happens in the Cosby show like it's just it's just gonna not know that's and it's so sad and you're right and I think about that Mm, you know when it comes to Christmas time I'm always like I am so grateful my kids don't have commercials I am so grateful my kids don't because I the how I shop is based on like where their general interests are and then I can pretty much Mm -hmm. get any toy as long as it falls in that interest like like section not yeah has to be this doll with this thing and that has this on right anyway anyway yeah okay yeah. oh okay so a human design fucking awesome everybody seriously <laughs> get on that and we will circle back to that again I yeah. do we have to want... probably explain what it is <laughs> you know you should just be super fucking interested at this point and be yeah. like I-, I want some of that go click the link and, and right um gotta leave a layer of mystery here <laughs> <laughs> yes okay <laughs> let's talk about this past year. So your uh, first episode of the podcast, um, episode 11. So that's a long time ago. And um, you talked about um, 
that mindfulness and, and bringing in so that everyday mindfulness and that how to perceive it not as a chore, but as a choice, like really leaning into how to incorporate mindfulness um, in your everyday experience, which I'm, I'm now looking back going fucking fascinating because I'm pretty sure I just attended a workshop you did called Magic in the Mundane that really focused on that in a much more um, elaborate and deeper way. So tell me how has um, the sort of the early experiences uh, of 2020, the pandemic, and then the shifts that have gone along with it, how, what, ha, what have been the, the changes and, and what would you say have been the, the pivotal moments that have led you to the space now where we could fucking sit here for three hours and just gab on human design? Um, mm-hmm. Because of course that wasn't even in your purview when a year ago. So mm-hmm. tell me, tell me about um, what brought you to this space and, and cause I'm fucking curious and I, yeah. I, I, I've watched you evolve and I'm like, I need to know how this happened. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And like, so part of the original pivotal moment um, is in the last podcast. You can go listen to that if you like. Um, cause it, yeah, it, it was, it was heavy. <laughs> like a lot of people kind of have those moments. Right. And mine was around my Saturn return. So I don't know if we've talked about this, Dion. I don't know. Oh, so if anybody's listening that's in their 20s, definitely look up Saturn return because everybody has one um, around like in their 30s, like in the early, late 20s, around 30. And that is, I don't think I mentioned that back in that episode. So, so much shit happened (laughs) at that time. And it's like, what it really is, is it kind of like shakes you up if you're not if you're not really in alignment, it shakes your being up in your life to put you on the, the right track. And um, for me, it was around boundaries and tying into human design. Part of part of my work, um, part of my learning in life is to set boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. and it's important, you know, to save my energy. And I mean, that's important for everybody. But um, you and I share a specific part of human design that feels like we potentially may have grown up feeling like we need to fix everything and fix everybody (laughs) and be that savior and then like so they're just like oh my gosh like you feel this intense responsibility so that was where I was trying to fix everything and then the universe is almost like okay well I guess Saturn is almost like all right you want to fix the try this try this try this try this so like it gave me so many things you know like um, there was like a house fire, like losing 80% of my things that shifted, uh, my perception on material items and then uprooting my family to a temporary house, dealing with crooked contractors even, and just dealing with severe mental health in loved ones and working full time, taking a course. And that will decide the fate of my job, planning a wedding. And then, so I had mentioned a little bit about that but really what it came to was that my, I was like I can handle this like the person with the spinning plates I can handle this I can handle this yep yep yep, yep. I'm fixing I'm fixing I'm doing my job and then once the wedding happened that was the last thing you know the last thing I had to accomplish um I had like a half a day break and then it was like Phew! my health went to shit and I I know that that happens with a lot of people 
and that's where my journey really started. But so then fast forward, still having that shadow of um, fixing and helping people while building my uh, wellness toolkit, doing the mindfulness thing, and then getting all the certifications because there's this incredible pull that I just really want to help people. And there's that, like, it can be like, so there's that high expression of it. Like, yes, I want to save some people's days, but it's, there's the low expression of answering all the calls and then burning yourself out and um, really then not having energy to help all the people you're meant to help. So while learning that and growing, there was other aspects where it was like, you know what, I feel like um, some of this stuff doesn't work for me, but then there's this huge conditioning in society where it has to look a certain way and you have to be a certain way. So still trying to like move through that where inside I'm like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel good. Um, so when the pandemic hit and forced everybody to, you know, have the great pause, you know, that's what I'm going to call it for the rest of my life. Like, Hey kids, you remember the great pause? <laughs> and like, it just allowed us to go in and really just reflect. And some people had a shit time and I'm, you know, I'm one of them, but at the same time, I can say it was like one of the greatest times in transformation for uh, just having permission, like, listen, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And actually nobody's paying attention. Like really now they're not even looking at me so I can just do what I want. And it, it was so freeing for me. Um, and the dynamics, <laughs> the lot, I still listen to the, I listened to the podcast and I was like, Oh, so this, the issues that were then are still now where like, so you know, relationship stuff. And like, that's something I haven't figured out. Um, but there has been so much growth and so many uh, people coming into my world. And I attribute that to finding human design. And like, I did find it years before, because like you were saying, I'm one of those personality type junkies. Like, I'm just like, uh, who am I? I need to know. And it's, you know, a lot of them were self-assessments, like the Myers-Briggs and things. And I recognized that I was, um, I was something, I think it was INFJ. Um, that's the Myers-Briggs one, right? Oh yeah. Cause I'm okay. also INFJ. It's a shocker. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I was an INFJ like a couple years ago and then I redid the tests and now it says I'm an INFP. And I was like, well, that's weird. How's that? it's because it's the self-assessment, right? Like we change and we shift. And I even think back to when I was a kid, um, there's so many things that I'm doing now that I'm like, whoa, I would never think that that's me. So I'm a very adventurous person and I love newness and I love uh, traveling and experiences. Whereas when I was younger, um, and maybe it was just my circumstances or conditioning. I was not the life of the party. I was not adventurous. I was not wanting to go out and experience new things. I wanted to play safe and small and be quiet so nobody could hear me. Um, so over time I shifted and I was like, hold on, what, well, who really am I? You know. So when I discovered human design at the time, the first time I discovered it, it seemed really interesting. But at the same time, it was like looking at 
just, you know, symbols. Like I, I couldn't understand it. I really just couldn't grasp what it was talking about. I tried to get a book and I was like really diving deep and trying really hard. I was pulling, pulling up people's charts and trying to understand it and telling them a few things. I'm like, no, that's not me. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I put it down for a bit. And with 2020, there there was this person that I was following because she felt really inspiring to me. And it was an instant, like, so I was following a pile of people, a pile of influencers or spiritual teachers um, prior to the pandemic and almost like instantaneous, it shifted. It's almost like I needed something different. So I put them down for a while, push pause, and then invited in new teachers and new modalities. And this, the teacher of this human design course that I took, she was one of them. So I was like, hmm, hmm, you know, and it just was so curious. And then I, I was resonating with what she said and how she described my energy type. And I was like, oh, that is me. And really, I don't have to like push and make things happen and force things. Like I can just chill. What? (laughs) I can relax and things are going to come to me. Like that blew my mind. And my heart was like, yes, like I really want to know how to do this. So then I was like doing the things like, like, you know, this is part of your human design too, where it's like, you do the deep dive research. Like if you're really into something just like, oh yeah, I got to like learn about this. And so I just went nose first and dove in and I had the time, like, and what I didn't realize was that, um, until, until now, until I understand it more is that I was already on my journey, like my human design experience, experiential journey, where I was recognizing parts of my soul that weren't aligned with what other people were telling me or, or how I thought I should act. And I really started following my heart. And that's what I was like, aligning to and I was feeling this incredible urge to before 2020, I was feeling this incredible urge to leave my job. And I feel like I want to talk about that, but me, I don't know. We'll see if we have time because there's <laughs> so much like that I would love to share. Um, so I had this urge to leave my job and it was like, I really need to do this, but I don't know how I couldn't figure out how the heck to practically do that. Um, I was the main breadwinner in my house for many, many years. And uh, how will I do that? Will it work? I don't know, you know, but this urge, this urge kept stirring inside of me since like 2018. So I finally was like giving into it and saying, all right, listen, universe, I'm going to go part time, right? Like, I don't want to just leave it. Can I just go part time? Uh, Is that good enough? So I did that. And it was crazy, because it was like, part of my human design is do things that light you up. That is one of the pieces that, you know, the advice that I am given through this. And at the time, prior to, so in 2018, um, part of the year, I was like really lit up by that job. I loved it. It offered so much flexibility. It was amazing. It checked all the boxes. Like I loved it. Um, And then it just was like a switch went off. And I decided 
I got to leave. I don't know why, but I just got to go. So I released half of that job, half of that, my energy to the, towards that job. And then all of a sudden things started coming in and it wasn't, it wasn't like this blissful, like experience. I had to go through all the feelings of releasing. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, that feeling, uh, you know, 100%. when you left yeah. yours, um, of vulnerability and fear and like just feeling not worthy you know as, as long as I if I, I gotta do more I gotta be be more do more you know and then so I was in the kind of this shadow phase and the dark night of the soul and this dark deep and this happened short, probably after the the podcast that we did last year so I didn't know it was coming <laughs> But I was like, so grateful for all that I had, um, all the tools that I had, the mindfulness and like realizing that I was creating the magic and the mundane workshop right then and there, because it was like, although we had so much time, I felt like, uh, you know, my nervous system was peaked because of all the uncertainty of the world falling apart and, um, having responsibilities. And it was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, so the mindfulness came into play. The magic and the mundane came into play because I didn't have the capacity to take, um, long, you know, like deep spiritual, um, tools through, like through my life. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense what I just said. <laughs> well, it does because I mean, the, one of the, most um, amazing components of that magic in the mundane workshop, like the big takeaway is it's not that you can achieve almost like a level of transcendence in little teeny yeah. tiny moments that you're already yeah. doing, right? You're already there. You're already breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you're already my favorite one. You're already going to the bathroom. we we'll talk about that later, but like yeah. you're already doing all of you're living your life. This is just about the, the layer of perspective that you add to it which of course can be really powerful because you can repeat it over and over and over and over and over again, like so many times in a day. Um, not to take away from those large, expansive opportunities to do the deep work, to go all in and like completely separate from what once was so that you can make space for what is yet to become. Um, but yes, I, I completely can appreciate because again, we couldn't go anywhere, right? So even if you, and you're in your home and everybody's around and there's a lot going on, even though you can't do anything. Like it was very an interesting time. What we were talking about before, it's yeah. like time was going at like a rapid pace and slow all at the same time. Like mm -hmm. some things were just like flying by and some things felt like, right. So your practice of tapping into mindfulness and pulling from your spiritual toolbox um, frequently throughout the day I think is kind of the way to go. Like I really, you know, for those of us that are constantly looking, okay, yes, when I do this, I'll go and be spiritual. And when I do this, I will relax. And when I do, right. And how about while you do that, you mm -hmm. be spiritual. And while you do that, you relax. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. Because, Cause yeah, like I've, you know, um, part of the workshop, there's many people that have practices and sure yes I love doing yoga and reiki and meditation but there were times where it was like 
oh my God, I cannot even concentrate. I can't even get into a, a space where I can do meditation or it feels like, because in my low self-worth, especially um, feeling that vulnerability once I dropped part-time, I was like, but if I, if I take time to myself, uh, you know, if I meditate for an hour, I'm, I'm not doing enough. So it was great to have that because then I could just keep layering it on, layering it on, and it, it carried me through. And I believe it was inviting in the, because I had released half of, you know, the thing that wasn't lighting me up anymore. It just had, I had capacity now. So people started kind of trickling into my world and really opening up more opportunities into my life. And it was like, what is happening? And because I was in sort of like that low space, I, people were coming to me when I felt low and vulnerable. And then it helped me to realize like, oh my God, I am, I'm cool anyway. Like I don't have to be on like a hundred percent happy and, you know, saving everybody's day. Like I could be chill and relaxed in my own uh, skin and not have to look or be a certain way. And people can still love me and want to be in my energy. Absolutely. And not only you could be having a shit ass, you could, you could suck for like <laughs> that whole period of time. And you're still worthy of love. Yes. And, you know, I, I love that you brought up what you were able to do in those moments when of low self-worth, because I think it's something that many of us go through and we're not quite aware. So I, and where the shoulds feel really heavy. So, um, self-care, you know, let's just look at that label and then everything that sort of falls into that label. And I work with a bunch of women who are like, yeah, I know what I should do, but I'm not doing it. And I don't know why. Well, if you recognize all of its value, that you can articulate it and even identify that you would desire those valuable things, whatever the self-care may give you, and you can't find your way to do it, it's because you don't believe you deserve the greatness that comes with that moment. And so, you know, when we are feeling low, be, if we've already developed a, a practice of just split second moments of reconnection, not okay, I'm going to now journal and I will be the writer of all writers. And I'm going to now yoga and watch me do a backwards upside down handstand, right? Like, you know, we, 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 we make things really big and then, well, it's so big. I can't not, and it comes out, I can't do that or I don't have time. But really what I hear is I'm not worthy of the goodness that will come from it. And so I need to stay in inside the version of myself that I believe exists, which is small, quiet, not enough, not worthy, just getting by doing what I have to do. Um, not fucking awesome. So thank you for bringing that up. And I love, love, love that from an energetic standpoint, you were able to bring in those that would mirror back to you what it is you needed to see. And um, so as you had said that they sort of arrived with opportunities and perspectives at times when you were in the dark, sort of darkest places and feeling the most like raw, um, that's also a really powerful thing. So for those of us who are in that moment of, I know I should, and I just can't seem to do it. I don't know why I'm not doing it. Um, recognizing that there will be beings 
that will show up into your world at that time, fucking pay attention. Just for like a split second, give them the light of like the, the, your, your moment, your eyes, your ears, your willingness to listen and, and depending on who they are and if they're a real person or perhaps like something a digital that comes through or somebody like something that you're reading, but really being open and, um, and connecting to that, the magic that shows up in that way as well. I'm thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for highlighting yeah. those pieces. Cause I think for those of us that don't have that level of awareness now, and, and now we're talking like you're looking back and seeing it. Um, but we're all going through this. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, this is already happening. Right. So we, we have moments of low self-worth and the, the, these are our responses. So just calling attention to it and, and acknowledging that we're human, just like everybody else, but that we can see that where the windows are or the doors or whatever you want to call them. Um, and be able to, to sort of peek our head out and go, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And potentially, uh, it might take a long time, but be open to the possibility that those people that come in to reflect what maybe is in you that is that seems positive but doesn't seem true for you in the moment maybe just be open to thinking like is there a little bit of truth to what they're saying <laughs> because even like for for me you were one of those people you know that sees things that I'm I don't see in myself, which um, eventually I'll get to the place of like, oh my God, she was right. (laughs) You know, and I, we're our worst critics, like, of course, but um, so yeah, like just kind of maybe, maybe just entertain the idea that potentially that person isn't just blowing smoke up your ass. Like, why would they? Okay, I just what is wanna, it in it for them? Like, <laughs> right? I just need to highlight that. So usually, when we're running a certain belief system about who we are and what we're capable of, what our potential is or lack thereof, depending, when people show up in your life with two, like making comment about what they see, and you, you, your natural response is, "Person must be fucking crazy. What do they want from me?" And wow, they're a pathological liar. I need to run away. So if you hear any of those things in your head, don't discount them, but maybe unpack them a little bit first. Like truly is this person has, have I known this person to be these things in the past? Like, is there any trust at all with this person? Because if there is, chances are they actually maybe see something and that's where the window is, right? So if you hear the, oh, that's a fucking wackadoodle right there because that's not, she doesn't know what she's talking about or he and they're fuck, whatever. That's that's the flashing red light. That's the stop, pause, pay attention (laughs) and ask yourself, could this person be a little bit right? And if they are, could I trust, could I hang on the trust I have um, with them? Like hang on our relationship enough to explore this a little bit further, right? So I I remember way back when I worked in education before, like in my early days, I was um, working in a math class and I worked with adults and um, it, 
it was very clear in my relationships with them. These were a lot of individuals really struggled with um, believing in their ability and education had always been a big hurdle. And, but through the relationships that I had built with them, the trusting relationships, they would believe me about their potential long enough for them to then see it. Right. They honestly, Dion, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but okay, I fine. I will try it. Like you said, it's going to work. So fine. Let's see what happens. Right. And it's, I think that's something that in those moments, when people come at you, who you trust with some crazy ass shit that is about you, like, just, just trust them long enough to like entertain it and, and see what happens. So would you say that that's kind of what happened for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, of course I was like, ah, they don't even know what they're talking about. And I mean, like you, it wasn't, you didn't like, you started that, um, the ball rolling before like 2020, but, um, every time it was like, um, when I show up for that, she's going to be severely disappointed. Mm -hmm. And then you would ask again, I'm like, Ooh, wait, wait for the thing for like you would it was like you would ask me so you would ask me to do something and prior to me showing up for that thing you'd be like oh and by the way could you do this other thing and and I was like oh hold on don't you want to see what I how I am with the first thing (laughs) you know and then just constantly it was sort of like that where it was just like uh wait till she sees this you know she's totally gonna totally change her mind you know and like but a part of me the you know, like, so your mind goes like, well, why? Like, what is, you know, what is this purpose? Like, I feel like maybe she sees something that's not there. And, um, and then, you know, with other people, it's like, there's this whole um, layer of, you know, of course, be discerning and just, it can, you can question like, hmm, you know, what is this? Like, and there is that little bit of a guard where it's like, I don't know, what is, what's going on here? Because we, as humans, we have this human experience. We have been through um, hurt and wounding, you know, and people not showing up for us and things like that. So it's like, hold on, what is this? What's going on? Or somebody, you know, like, um, like I've been a part, I mean, I'm sure you see this a lot too, like been a part of this wellness space and, um, you know, moving through things where they'll, they'll be like somebody just that you randomly meet, they'll be like, oh, um, you know, they're cold calling you. They're just like, yeah. oh, hey, by the way, how was your day? Oh, you have a really nice blah, blah, blah. Uh, two seconds later, would you like to join my program? It's just, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Uh, uh, Can you maybe give it some time? <laughs> <laughs> those kill me. And we, people talk about those, like you see them everywhere. Like what, where does that come from? So I really, what I, I really feel it is, it comes down to trust and where that capacity to trust others, you know, so we had sort of built a, a, maybe a a bit of a longer relationship, but when people do come into your world and you're like, if, if you, you know, build, building a a trusting relationship can help to determine whether or not you're going to believe anything they say anyway. But I think more importantly is your capacity to trust others comes first and foremost from your ability to trust yourself. So I guess my question then is in that time that you were doing that self-exploration in the dark night of the soul and all of those things, um, what had you been doing to build, rebuild, strengthen 
that trusting relationship with you, because I, I believe mm -hmm. that it's from that, that you were able to say yes to some random things that maybe didn't um, initially seem real as I'm air quoting here, but anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. tell me about that a little bit about rebuilding that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It really, um, you know, initially it had to be external for me. Um, so it, like utilizing all those tools, like those, the magic and the mundane and the mindfulness tools. And I love to um, use Oracle cards and I love to listen to podcasts and um, just really like immerse myself in, in inspirational things and find expanders people that are doing the things that I want to do or being the way that I want to be, or just like, you know, seeing. So my vision was just to completely be an entrepreneur. And, and I don't even know what that's looking like yet. And it potentially could be so many things, but my vision is to, to help more people. And I couldn't do that in the space that I was in. Um, I did all that I could in those spaces and they led me to some really cool and great opportunities, but, um, really it was just, and by the way, I just released it completely that job. So now I'm fully, fully, yeah, so excited, <laughs> um, fully like full capacity and with this human design, just really believing like building that trust muscle with the universe, the trust muscle in myself and trusting that, whoa, if I follow my human design strategy and authority, I can, it will work. It'll work out. And when I hit those bumps and those emotional lows there, it's there for a reason. And, um, and sometimes it's not there for a reason. And that's another piece of human design that it's, it's really interesting to delve into, but it's, it's nice to understand like, oh, it's not wrong to be in a low emotional state. It's just there. It's just a thing to experience and potentially it's guiding you to rest, relax, you know, potentially it's just guiding you to just go within and be in that state. And that's what was happening through 2020. So in learning human design, realizing like, holy shit, like actually this is correct for me. And right now it's just because I'm meant to learn and good thing. If I was pushing and just doing, doing, doing all kinds of things, I wouldn't have learned as much as I learned about human design or uh, had the certain perspectives that I've gained over the past year um, or made really important decisions because I would have been too busy like filling my days with trying to be a worthy person, you know? So I really leaned in really like kind of took those feelings and ran with them and just, yeah, like started to trust my process a little bit more and started getting uh, evidence that my process is working and like, it's really fucking cool. Like how, I'm like, uh, that doesn't light me up. So I'm just going to not do that. <laughs> and it was like the next day, something cool would show up yeah. or another opportunity or um, like, so putting up boundaries respectfully and lovingly, and then noticing after I had done that, something really expansive would happen. It's like, oh my God, like it's just working and recognizing 
the lessons the universe is giving me by, um, you know, if I, I notice like, so playing with my energy and human design, I'll take that bird's eye view and be like, Hey, what's going on right now? Like, why did all of a sudden I get crickets? Like, <laughs> like there was this incredible flow. It was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Enough to, for me to say like, all right, like I'm in the flow. This feeling is great. I'm going to stay here forever. Yeah. Right. We never can do that. Like, I don't know who can do that. And then all of a sudden it's like, urge. Oh, wait, Oh my God, did I make the wrong decision? Jesus, oh, what do I do? So then it's just like back to uh, the drawing board and just seeing and being curious about like, oh, what, how, what, how was I operating? Why did they, maybe that shift in that way? And usually it's me operating from like, in human design, they have this term called not self. So it's my not self theme where potentially I'm trying to do things to show people that I'm worthy. Mm. And um, when I was doing that, it was almost like the universe would be like, you know, what's going on? Like, here we go. We're going to pause this for a minute because you need some reflection time. Yeah. I so think I'm going to take time. Um, I apologize. I'm not really apologizing for interrupting because I there's something I want to share. So <laughs> 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 um, I just wanted to point out because you'd said something very powerful for me was that trying. So not to make a joke here, but there is no try, there is only do, right? Yeah. And, and that, that terminology exists for whatever reason. Thank you, Yoda. Um, but really, if it's about, you know, as David Hawkins would say, that power and force. So when you are in your power, it is flow. You're not, you didn't actually have to move very much. You, it's not that it doesn't require effort, but the effort is seamless ease, all of those things. When we try, like if you were to try, it's, it's really hard. It's you're like forcing something to happen. And a lot of the, especially in the entrepreneurial world, there's a lot of like, okay, so that's the path I take. Oh, that's what you do. And it seems great because it gets you to the outcome that you think you desire. Yet there's a section of it that's like fucking forcing outside of what maybe what you would say, like, so you're, you're not self, like it's, it's not in alignment with your being. And I, I come up against this, against this a lot. And recently I've been feeling a lot of like, that's forcing, that's forcing, that's forcing. Nope, 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 mm -hmm. nope. And when you do that, when you allow yourself to stay, to say no to something that other people are doing, like, it's fantastic for other people. It's not like you're saying no to like, you know, something that everybody universally says, that's a, that's a fucking shitty thing. Um, but you're saying no to something that could be potentially great for other people. And it does open up this massive space. So again, back to trust. You have to trust yourself to not do anything and then watch as something happens from that, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think that's mind blowing. As a doer, as a consummate mm -hmm. doer, I'm like, oh, you mean so do nothing and then watch the world align and fucking money show up in my bank account and, you know, people show up in my life and everybody's saying yes to things because I said no to something shut the front door. I know. It's so powerful. And uh -huh. <laughs> plus like you're guiding them to either, um, you know, where they're meant to be, like maybe that you say the no, and then they ask someone else and then all of a sudden they found their soulmate. Like, I don't know. It's just I, so cool how maybe things are aligning and working when 
after we've said our no, thinking, oh my God, that's so terrible, I'm a bad friend or whatever. Setting those boundaries is like, oh, actually, it's really beneficial in so many different ways. Right. Yeah. It, that, that has come up recently. Um, you know, a lot of people with struggling with employment, my husband has been sort of doing so, some work around that. And, and, you know, I was in a job that I did not love near the end, like you, it was great up until the moment it wasn't. And then I was like, oh my God, it's really not. But there was nothing actually, nothing about the job changed. The job was exactly the same as it was when I liked it. It was that I was no longer the right person for that job. And when we, when we are willing to say no to something, not because it's terrible, but it's great, it's just not your great, it does open it up to be great for the person it's great for, right? So the woman mm-hmm. who replaced me, she's fantastic. It is, mm-hmm. She does a great job at that great job. And, and good, I'm glad I could make space for that. And I think that as fixers, you know, as people mm-hmm. who like to help other people, we actually do more people service by saying no to things yeah. and, and walking away and releasing and letting go and, and yeah. doing that work instead of feeling like, well, if I don't take care of it, who's going to take care of it? And yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody, so nobody so does it. <laughs> nobody does it like I do it. The whole thing's going to fall apart if I leave. And then a lot of yeah. people, a lot of good people will suffer if I don't stay. So I will suffer in, as opposed to the, the mass is suffering and realizing that the only person suffering is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody, everybody else will be fine. <laughs> I know. I even did one last uh, compromising of my soul and happiness by giving them a three month notice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and my coworker was like, why? She's like, why would you do that? Like they, it was so funny because it didn't benefit anybody. Uh, they didn't even find a replacement yet. And it's like, man, I gave you three months. Like, couldn't find a replacement. <laughs> I'm just really hard to replace. <laughs> well, and and <sighs> those moments for me, because I have done the give too much notice thing. And what I recognize is the minute you decide that you leave, you've left. Right. So what Energetically. Up, right. And then you, you run the risk of the longer you stay, the worse taste you're going to leave. when you walk away. And so if you want to stay in the high light of like, this is my greatness, then you need to make it quick and need to be clear. Um, because Uh that's the other thing you may have decided in your head and you still haven't given notice. Oh, honey, you are downward spiraling because in your brain, you're going, (laughs) why am I here? I don't, I'm not even here. Like, uh, what is, oh, I'm going to start this new project. Oh, well, well, I'm not even going to be here to see the end. And you know, you run that, the shitty pattern. Anyway, not to install any of that crap, but just so that you know, people who are listening, if you're making a decision, make the decision, make it solid, make it last, say it out loud and fucking do it. Like, and take the action, take the leap. Trust, 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 trust. Yes. <laughs> okay. And if you decide to entertain human design, mm-hmm. it gives you a really great way um, to make those decisions. Well, that, I think that's a perfect segue into what I was going to ask you, which is what is it that um, you are sharing with the world right now? How can people, I mean, I'm going to share all the links on how to actually connect with you. I already said that mm-hmm. there's going to be the, the links that you know, book your call to make that happen. But um, do you have anything specific that people can engage with at the moment? Um, what's going on in your world, Roxanne? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, 
I like we talked about magic in the mundane workshop. I did one for your um, peeps. Yep. So that's uh, exciting. And I'm working on a series. So wanting to do more of them because oh, like we touched on uh, just a very few amount of things that like, so it's just like, oh, there's so many things, so many things that, um, so once I've shared that initial workshop, more things started coming into my headspace, as you know, that happens. Um, so that's coming soon, like um, a series. And by the time this podcast comes out, chances are there's like, they're available. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, we talked a little, we talked a lot about that. So I won't get too in depth with that. I do. Um, I'm doing distance Reiki still. I switched to distance Reiki exclusively. I don't know that I'll ever go back to in-person unless it's like for family and friends. Um, and then, yeah, so I'm doing it. And the clients that I've had in person that have only done it in person are surprised at how beautiful of an experience it is without me being in their space. And they really actually love being able to like book it at nighttime and then just go to sleep right after. Oh, that's awesome. And I actually have a monthly uh, Reiki experience, distance Reiki experience for free. So I'll share that link with you, I think, so people can sign up um, all the way to the end of the year. But I may potentially just continue that, see how that goes. Um, People have been really enjoying that. And um, human design, of course. It is so cool to me. Roxanne, I, I'm going to, I, I haven't officially made any announcements yet, but I would like to share with the community today with the listeners that you have graciously agreed to be one of our amazing speakers at the next 100 Women on Fire event in October on the 23rd and 24th. And uh, I am so, so looking forward to having you come and share your, the the wisdom that you shared here today, but in 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 a way where, again, we get to, sort of blend all of those pieces together and really help the, all of the, the guests of that event to get really grounded in that space so that they can feel like they can get the absolute most out of their experience as, uh, as a guest for the, for the, the two days. And I'm, I, again, feel like I, I got to handpick you and, um, it, and this is what this was part of that moment where you're like, uh, but you haven't heard me do the thing yet. So are you sure? And I'm like, a hundred percent, I'm sure, because I know your energy. I can see the gifts that you bring to the world. And I know how valuable that will be um, at the event and how crucial it is to have um, someone who has that sense of self and can hold and create space. And that is, I'm, is brilliant. You are a, a master at that. So I'm very excited. So thank you uh, for that. Thank and so you. you're- for those that might be interested in the event, trust me, information about that will be coming sooner rather than later, and you'll be able to get a ticket and, and see Roxanne and engage with her and her as she does all of her magic. I'm so Thank excited. You. Thank you so much, Roxanne, for being here today. It has meant so much to me to have you in my world and to be able to have this chat with you to talk about how you are able to move through um, some very trying experiences and the tools that you uh, gravitated towards and have been able to incorporate into your life and now share with the world. So thank you mm, so much. Thank you. It feels like we've been talking for five minutes. Like, 
<laughs> so cool. I love how that happens. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. It's so fun. And thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who is tuning in today to my amazing conversation with Roxanne. Remember to join us over in the Awesomeness Academy podcast club. The link is in the show notes. Uh, check out this month's exclusive bonus for my very special listeners. And remember to put be fucking happy at the top of your to-do list today. All right. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. <laughs>